Good morning, good evening. Welcome to the third episode of Tech Bites, a weekly podcast series brought to you by Tech Canvas. In this episode, we have an interview with Sony about how did she prepare and clear the ECBA certification. In the second part, we have a talk by my colleague Priya on what is data analytics. From this episode, we are adding a new section on a simple trivia question. The answer will be provided towards the end of the episode. So keep listening. This week's trivia question is about the term software engineering. When did the software industry start to use this term? Hi all, a very warm welcome from Tech Canvas team to the session. In this session, we will have fruitful discussion with candidates who are working as a business analyst. We thought to have their experience shared with you and with few other business analyst aspirants who are listening to the session. I am Rashmi, a senior business analyst having around 14 years of IT experience. I am an agile practitioner and I coach business analyst aspirants. All right. So for today, we have Sony Suchandra, who is a business analyst and is an ECBA certified. Welcome, Sony, to the session. Thank you, Rashmi. Thanks for the opportunity. Okay. Next question for you is, how and why did you decide to go for ECBA certification? Okay. So... First, from the learning perspective, I really want to learn how the terminology, like how actual things works. So I have undertaken this exam. And secondly, it is like an add-on for my interview. So when, as a beginner, it's really helpful for a beginner who wants to pursue as a business analyst. So they really need to know some of the terminologies. And if the interviewer asking is some of industrial terms, they really want to know. So that's the main purpose of my taking of ECBA exam. It's really like an add-on for me when conducting, when in giving an interview, sir. So that I am on the pace with the interview, like, okay, we want to let them know that we have a core and depth knowledge of how the business analysis uh, works in, in everyday life. Yeah, so more like, you know, domain-specific work, how it is working uh, for that, you prepared yourself for ECBA. Is that so? Yes, 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 yes. So, what is meant by sprint? What is retrospective meetings? And uh, how the RECA matrix works? Like, the stakeholders are really important. How the elicitation and collaboration does? And what is meant by requirement, life cycle management? All this, like, uh, they'll definitely ask in an interview, like, everything. So, in order, yeah, everything is there in the paperwork, right? So, it really helps uh, for every beginner. Yeah, so it's uh, it's more like uh, speaking the same kind of business analysis language when you are working as a business analyst so that yes. uh, business and the client and all the stakeholders are, you know, uh, they are understanding the same language. Correct, yes, right? yes, 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 yes. Okay, so Sony, can in you... In order to be uh, in the pace. Yeah, that's right, right. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us about your preparation you did for ECBA certification exam? I gave... Uh, number of simulation exams i really i have taken like tech canvas exams like many other exams like many i gave uh, almost like 10 to 20 i have given because it's more important to give a practice test because in the first i have scored like really very low i thought like i might not be cracking but uh, giving more and more exams and also like going to the paperwork guide like oh, like give a brief uh go through the brief uh the work guide and then giving exams and then again uh, retrospecting the things uh, how where i have did a mistake uh, it really helps uh, 
give as many as more practice tests you can that's all i can say okay so how much tech canvas preparation helped you in this um so yeah the exam uh, they have provided the number of simulation questions it really helped me like uh, about uh, yeah more than like uh, 60% because at the end like you have to clear the exam right so uh, instead of my my preparation it's always about like how much uh, the questions are asking if the same questions from the bible guide you'll be getting so it really helped me to crack my ecba Okay. Yes, I understand. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Sony, what was the most difficult part of the preparation? Preparation, uh, I really didn't face any challenge because I have scheduled my uh, timings. Like, okay, for two hours, I have to go through this and uh, do at least like one to two tests. Like, ten questions okay. would be fine every day. Okay, so we'll keep this question aside because this will help the uh, as a tip and tricks to the uh, aspirants for uh, ECBA certification. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so let us go move on to the next question mm -hmm. uh, regarding this ECBA certification. What was the uh, was the exam difficult? Uh, what type of questions uh, you know are part of the exam? Yes, the exam yeah. like really it's uh yeah it was a pretty difficult I can say like after giving an exam I thought I might not be getting uh, through it, but uh, like I have really scored almost eighty uh, percent of the questions, so I'll not be getting a result. But uh, yeah, I have concluded that okay, all of my questions are right. So basic. Uh, Twenty uh, percent. They'll be asking for the from the requirements life cycle management. There is uh, there are BEBOC guidelines. You can find the knowledge areas. So twenty percent questions cover from the requirements life cycle management, and twenty uh, percent from the illustration collaboration, and rest all take the same. So that's why focusing on the main knowledge areas, it is it would be really helpful to crack as many as questions. Right. Yes, the two knowledge areas: the requirements lifecycle management, illustration collaboration, and requirement okay. analysis and design definition. These three areas focus on mainly these three knowledge areas. Okay, okay. And how about technique section? Um, techniques. Uh, yes, I didn't receive like I think less than like ten questions. I think. Okay. So, yes. is there any passing percentage uh, for this ECBA certification? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, I think like more than seventy percent. Uh, you have to. Okay. You have to Around get through 70%. that. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. Yes. And how did the certification help you in becoming a business analyst? Do you see a change after you, uh, after you are certified as a CBA? Yes, yes, of course. Like, uh, like I would say, like the certification apart from the interviewing perspective, yes, it's like a add-on for in every resume. So and then like knowledge perspective, it's really really helpful for every individual in day-to-day -day life, like when they are perceiving as a business analyst with the stakeholders and with the, the peers and all. As a beginner, okay. I'm saying yes, right. for a beginner, yes. Right, right. And uh, finally, any tips and tricks you want to share with the ECBA aspirants here? Yes, the first main thing. Uh, give as many tests as you can 
and go through the web of guide like uh, maybe like two to three times give not like in depth maybe once a reading you can go in depth and second or third time you just give a brief and give that more number of test and always do check the answers where you are wrong it really helps and if you face like any questions you have answered wrong go to this uh, the knowledge area respective knowledge area and uh, go through the knowledge area again and then give the exam so i could say on that okay okay yeah thanks yeah it's quite uh, insightful to the uh, aspirants here i hope yes. that uh, everybody can you know uh, take help from your discussion and sure, uh, sure. i hope this session was help to others and uh, thanks sony thanks so much for uh, being yes. with us and thank you very much yeah yes. yes and to the aspirants for any details you can contact us at info@techcanvas.com at or you can contact us uh, on the number 0224015175 thanks sony once again yeah. thank you thank you for the time yeah see you bye in this talk we will explore more about data analytics but before delving into the topic let us consider an example that i'm sure you all must have come across at some time say suppose you buy some fiction books from amazon you ask alexa to look up a recipe and at the same time buy some goods from amazon fresh um i'm sure some suggestions on cookbooks may crop up on your amazon page so basically amazon combined data from different areas and made a suggestion this is the power of amazon's recommendation system amazon is basically here creating a personalized store for each customer and it is based on their interests and previous purchasing history so each customer's amazon page looks different because of this personalization i'm sure you must have seen such recommendations on your amazon page as well so uh, what does amazon do so amazon basically uses item to item collaborative filtering which matches users purchased items to other similar items it then combines them into a recommendation list and because the algorithm recommends highly correlated similar items the recommendation quality is excellent now say suppose a customer is exploring books on machine learning and say uh, he buys books a b and c so an algorithm will calculate the similarity score of other similar books and prepare a recommendation list the top say five recommendations will be shown to the customer under the tag inspired by your purchases this is helping people buy similar products without investing time in searching so it is not surprising to read that this recommendation system is responsible for amazon's 35% of the total revenue as quoted by mckinsey when we access different websites or shop online send whatsapp messages and emails work on our laptops and mobiles we generate an enormous amount of data as one part of the globe sleeps the other part starts their day 
and it so indeed proves that data never sleeps right so with tremendous data being generated every second it is not difficult to imagine the potential of the many vital insights hiding in the data like gems hidden in a mine but just collecting enormous amounts of raw data won't help we need some techniques to analyze and build models to interpret trends study historical patterns make predictions and so much more using this data so data analytics can be aptly defined as the science of collecting and cleaning data and then using technology statistics and business to find insights or patterns from that data once the necessary data to solve any problem or find out new opportunities is collected the data analytics process begins so you start playing with data cleaning manipulating analyzing and discovering trends making predictions using statistics different machine learning models neural networks and so on so basically various statistical and mathematical models along with business domain knowledge are used to analyze this data the insights drawn from data analysis are shared with business stakeholders visually and this leads to effective business decision making So data analytics is also becoming increasingly valuable for organizations and is helping across industries like media and entertainment marketing or finance government retail say telecom aviation healthcare education scientific research and the list is never ending there are many different types of data analytics which we will cover in the upcoming talks I hope you enjoyed this introduction to data analytics. Thank you. Hi. Now I'm going to answer your trivia question. I asked in the beginning of this episode, when did the software industry start to use the term software engineering? Here is the answer. In the 1960s, the general problem was that projects were running over budget or were never delivered at all. Does this sound familiar? Software development was inefficient and often did not meet the requirements. In fact, before the 1960s, software development or industry was not even considered as an independent service or product. It was always developed and delivered as part of the hardware delivery. But the application crisis or simply the software crisis was one of the major topics of discussion. in the 1968 and 1969 nato engineering conferences these conferences not only discussed the issues prevailing with the software development but also led to treating software development as an engineering process that led to the term software engineering and it is attributed to mr f l bauer so this was the trivia question for this episode in the next episode i'll come up with another trivia question Thanks for being part of this episode. See you in the next episode.